before I get started, um, we will uh, do a choir practice this evening uh, before service, so our choir members come. We didn't have one last week, and we will do our choir practice um, uh, tonight at 430. So um, everybody, uh, the choir members, uh, remember that. Amen. And we will meet together to work um, in the choir. Amen. We're going to get started in our message now. And uh, he's not in here at the time, but uh, when he gets in here, you can uh, you can let him let him know, uh, Cecilia. But uh, this message is mainly because of uh, of of, of uh, one of our deacons here, Amen, Deacon Farmer. Uh, last week he was he was uh, looking talking to somebody uh, about this scripture. And uh, he he didn't know where it was found at, and I um, uh, I talked to him after um, I don't know if it was before service or after service I don't know which, but I said yeah you know I says um, I did a I did a message on that at a fellowship meeting uh, a few years back I don't know two three years ago when I was the uh, the guest speaker at one of our fellowship meetings, and um, I. Um, uh, so uh, I did it uh, at a fellowship meeting, and I went back and looked uh, looked at the scripture in some of my notes, and um, this thing just started weighing heavy. Now I know maybe uh, those of you who were at at the fellowship meeting uh, you will recognize some of this because a, a lot of it um, uh, I spoke then. But I'm going to go back and revisit these scriptures, and I just I just feel like somebody needs to hear this this morning, uh, and um, and uh, we'll read the scriptures and we'll bring out some of the things I did in that meeting, but also some other things that's fresh that the Lord gave me concerning that, uh, and um, we're going to go back into the Old Testament to the Book of Genesis, and uh, it's going to be quite a bit of reading here. We got to read, but we we need to really read it all to get the picture. Genesis chapter 48, and we're going to read beginning at verse 8 down through verse 19. Uh, Genesis 48, 8 through 19, and uh, like I said, Brother uh, Douglas uh, was talking about this last week, and uh, wanting to know where these scriptures was, and uh, so. Anyway, let's get into it. Then Israel saw Joseph's sons and said, Who are these? And Joseph said to his father, They are my sons whom God hath given me in this place. What place were they at? Where were they at at this time? Somebody remember? They was in Egypt. They was down in Egypt. Um... And he said, Please bring them to me, and I will bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dim with age, so he could not see. Now, that's important, will be important to our message. Then Joseph brought them near him, and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said to Joseph, I had not thought to see your face, but in fact God has also shown me your offspring. So Joseph brought them from beside his knees, and he bowed down with his face to the earth. 
And Joseph took them both, Ephraim with his right hand toward Israel's left hand, hand, and Manasseh with his left hand toward Israel's right, and brought them near him. Then Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly. Now that's also important. For Manasseh was the firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has fed me all my life long to this day, and the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads. Let my name be named upon them and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow in a multitude in the midst of the earth. Now, when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. So he took hold of his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Put your right uh, uh, hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He also shall become a people, and he shall also shall be great. But truly his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. I want to give you a message that the Lord gave me some time back. I want to preach it this morning entitled, The Cross-Handed Blessing. The Cross-Handed Blessing. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Mighty Fathers, we come, Lord, today. Thank you, Lord, and praise you for the privilege to be here. Thank you for this service, God, for those that are gathered together. We want to be in prayer, Lord, for those that are sick and cannot be with us due to illness. Be with them, strengthen them, touch them, help them right now. But right now, for the next few moments, speak to us according to your word, and we'll give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name that the church say, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I just got through telling everybody, uh, Brother Douglas, that you're the, you're the one who's brought this message about today uh, because you was talking about this scripture um, uh, last, last week. Uh, and it just so happened that there was a message the Lord gave me that I preached at a fellowship meeting a few years back. And we're going to, right, Brother Penrod's right. Uh, and um, we're going to, we're going to, I, I felt led. I went back and looked at my notes and I just feel like dealing with it this morning. Now, the focus text of this is Genesis 48 and 14. And it says, Then Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. Now, I want to use I want to read that same scripture again, but in a different translation, the God's Word translation. Genesis forty eight fourteen, according to God's Word translation. And this is what it says. But Israel crossed his hands. Amen. Israel crossed his hands and reached out. He put his right hand on Ephraim's head, and although Ephraim was the younger son, he put his left hand on Manasseh's head, 
although he was the older uh, one. The cross hand blessing. Now bear with me just a, a few moments and I want to get a foundation laid. You know, I'm, I'm sure that today that everybody here has felt like sometimes you come upon, maybe if you was in a crowd or a group of people or whatever, have you ever felt like you was the proverbial fifth, fifth wheel, the sore thumb, the one that stuck out in the crowd, you know, and you just you was just there but really not taking, taking part? Uh, maybe there have been times in your life that you don't feel like you belong, that you are totally unimportant to the program, and you would never be missed if you were gone. Have you ever been in that kind of place? You felt, hey, you know, people wouldn't even know if I wasn't here. Amen. I think everybody has experienced that one time or another. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, you look at others, and they seem to be blessed with more talent, more ability, and in a far more prestigious position than you to be used any significant way in the kingdom of God. When you look around, you go to churches, and man, you see all this talent, and you see this wisdom, and you see everything else that seems to be abounded today. Amen. Then here, here, maybe we might be sitting back somewhere and says, man, I would love to be used by God, but I can't be used to God because I don't have the right position. I don't have the right background. I don't have any talent. I, I don't have no wisdom. But I want you to know something today. Do not let the devil take those things and use against you to keep you from doing what God has called you to do. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because God has got a way to get around. Amen. With the position you might find yourself. In. Amen. Whether or not you consider yourself talented or not, hallelujah. Amen. Or useful. Amen. Amen. Or you feel like, well, you know, nobody would even know or if I wasn't here or not. I come to tell somebody today by the grace of God, God is trying to wake you up. Hallelujah. To let you know that everybody's important in God's kingdom and everybody's got a part to play. And amen. Everybody is needed in the kingdom of God. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. I want you to know today if God has saved you and filled you with His Spirit, amen, with that divine Spirit came a divine destiny and a purpose in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you're here for a purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. We all have a purpose in God's kingdom. Amen. We all got a purpose in God's family. Hallelujah. No, everybody can. We're all part of the body. Amen. My whole body is not an eye, though. My whole body is not a right hand or left hand or leg. Hallelujah. Because the body wouldn't function that way. We need all parts of the body to function. Hallelujah. Now, are you? As human beings, we have a tendency to assume. Hallelujah. Anybody ever here been guilty beside me of assuming things? Hallelujah. Amen. You're in a room somewhere and standing off on the corner over here, and, there, and there's three, three, three people sitting off on the other room over there. And they're all and, and they're kind of talking, maybe in a low whisper. And one of them, while they're talking, uh, just happens to look up and look over you. So you assume they're talking about you. Hello, hello, amen. 
Amen. Maybe maybe things get busy and things get hectic. Maybe and maybe we'll go through a whole service and go through it. And amen. And man, and and and, uh, and and the pastor don't get around to say anything to you at all during the whole course, or, or somebody else don't get a chance to say nothing to you. Amen. And then the devil starts letting you assume. Well, they just don't think as much about me. Bless the quietness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to tell you what, amen, that assumption stuff, amen, amen, will mess your mind up. It will get you to believe in things that you created in your mind that's not really there. Hallelujah. I know marriages that have been broken up, amen, over things created in the husband or the wife, see the one's mind, amen, and they think they're there, but they wasn't there. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. We have a tendency to assume and think that things have have to be a certain way before God's blessing can rest upon us. And that if life hasn't accorded us to have been placed in a certain position or a certain status, that we will never be able to be used, amen, uh, to, uh, to the height of the dreams that we have. Hallelujah. If God gave you the dream, He gave it to you for a reason. He gave it to you for a purpose. And you should never hang it up. You should never put it on the back burner. Hallelujah. Because circumstances, amen, and the things that you've been through and all those things. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you that God has got a way of blessing you and pulling you up out of the things where you haven't been able to accomplish yet. But if you'll just trust God and you just believe God, amen, He will bring you up. He will raise you up. But God... But God has a way to move around the status quo of your weakness, your inadequacies, and your less than perfect circumstance to propel you into the place He has called and designed you for. Even if there are some who are unfavorable towards your advancement and would intentionally hold you back. Hallelujah. Amen. Well... I can't be used by God like Brother Pruitt's used because he was raised in church. He had a he had, he had a father who was who was a minister, and uh, and 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 my dad, my father uh, wasn't hardly never around. What time he was, he uh, he, he was he was only drunk. So I don't have the right background to be used by God. Amen. Don't worry about background. Hallelujah. These are tricks of the devil to try to focus in your mind to get you think, well, amen, you're in the wrong position. You was born in the wrong position. You were born on the wrong side of the tracks. That's all devil's talk. Hallelujah. And shame, shame, shame on you because a lot of us sit there and we fall for it hook, line, and sinker. And you live a life and you go through life you might make it to heaven, you got saved, but you go through life miserable, unfulfilled, and unhappy, and never being able to accomplish what God really wants you to accomplish in your life because you're listening to the lies of the enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then, yeah, there are some. There are some. Amen. Who don't want to see you advanced. 
maybe on your job, maybe, you know, there's, there's people in competition, you know, and they, they don't want to see you advanced up the ladder or get another raise or do this or whatever, and they're all time fighting against you. I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. And if you ain't been there, then consider yourself blessed because it happens all the time. It happens all the time. But I'm going to tell you something. When you're called by God and you've got a purpose, it don't matter, amen, if John Doe or James Dean or, or Judy or whoever it is, amen, and it's got some kind of problem with you, that don't matter with God because God's able and He's got a way to cross things up. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Maybe, amen, you say, well, the boss is like so-and-so more than me. That might be it, but if you're a child of the King, hallelujah, God is able to rearrange things. He's able to switch things up in ways you don't imagine. I know you're a problem. I know that you're limiting yourself. You're limiting your life. You're limiting what you can do by God by not trusting God fully. And you're limiting God by listening to other people more than you're listening to God. God. They'll never amount to nothing. They'll never amount to nothing. They'll never get nowhere. Hallelujah. Some kind of way, folks. Hallelujah. We gotta, we gotta care. Sometimes we gotta care some, some earplugs in our pocket, like Sister Darlene does a lot. And when things get a little bit too loud, you'll see her put them in there, and she start putting them plugs in there because something's getting too, get a little bit too loud for her. Hallelujah. Sometimes, Brother Paul, we gotta plug up our ears to what everybody else around us is saying. Let me tell you something. If you are, oh, glory to God, if you are constantly in an atmosphere of negative talk and negative people, it's going to make you negative. Hallelujah. Amen. I've gotten to where, even though I'd like to be sociable and I I don't want to show myself as not being sociable, but I'm going to tell you that when when we are parked, you know, at certain schools and there's groups of drivers standing around talking, waiting for the bell to ring or something, I've learned, I've been there long enough when there's a certain group of people, I don't even go around there the more I just mainly stay to myself because I know whatever... I don't. I might not know what's being said, but I know what's being said is nothing but negative. Hallelujah, glory to God. A lot of us would never stand around a group of people on the job or anywhere else when there's constant cursing going on and somebody taking the name Lord's name in vain. I don't believe you would. I, I, mean, I feel like you're like, I mean, if that's all you're hearing, I mean, pretty soon you're going to get fed up with it and you're just going to find yourself somewhere else to be. And that's, that's the way it should be. But if we do it towards that, why don't we do that when there's all kind of a negative atmosphere being spread? Amen. And people always talking the worst things instead of what God is doing good, trying to talk about what's bad. Hallelujah. It will cause you to lose your faith in God. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm gonna get a little I'm gonna get a little further in the word today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. See, God has got a way to move around the status quo. 
Don't, don't, don't say, well, you know, I've got a weakness here. And I've got a problem here. I'm inadequate here. But God has got a way to move around that. To, hallelujah. To yes. propel you. Amen. To where you're at. To where He wants you to be. Oh. Hallelujah. Amen. God will cross His hands over to place the blessing on you. You might not be standing in the place where the blessing usually comes. Do you hear what I'm saying? You've got to listen to me not only in the natural but in the spirit this morning. Amen. You might not be standing right in front of a hand of a blessing. Hallelujah. But you still do what you know is right to do and what God is leading you to do because God is able to cross His hand and throw the blessing your way. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you a little bit about purpose supersedes position. Purpose supersedes position. Now, let's go back and talk about these two boys who were children of, uh, of, of Joseph. Joseph was sold into slavery down in Egypt. We all know that story. But God... God took what those people meant for evil and He turned it to good. Hallelujah. And you know what? I know He'll do it for somebody else because He's done it for me. There have been a lot of times I know people have tried to intend some kind of bad and evil toward me. Um, I want to tell you something. You should have heard that message Friday night. Hallelujah. I want you to know something, folks. Hallelujah. God's people is the apple of God's eye. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it don't make no difference whether you're lined up into what you might think is the right position to get the blessing or not. If you're His child, you're His daughter, you're His son, He loves you. Amen. Beyond all words and imagination. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And God will move mountains as He has to to see you. Amen. Come through. God, hallelujah. Amen. Will do anything He has to do. Amen. For your, amen, growth and glory and growth in Him if you would just lean upon Him and you just trust Him. Hallelujah. Joseph was down there, but God blessed him up. Blessed him, brought him up despite of his circumstances. There was, there was nobody in Egypt any more powerful than Joseph except for, except for Pharaoh. God took him from a pit to a palace. Hallelujah. He took him from a pit to a palace. Hallelujah. Time and time again, bad things happened to his life. He had the rug pulled out from under him. Every time he thought he was going to be blessed, something else happened. But God was in charge all the time. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that God's in charge of your life just as much. Hallelujah. And it don't matter where you find yourself. You might be squalling in the pit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But God is able to bring you out of the pit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God wants somebody to get encouraged right now. I don't know who it is. God wants, to get, God wants somebody encouraged today. Hallelujah. He had two sons. And when finally Joseph's father came, he was an old man by that time, he would, and he then got blind because of his age. But uh, Joseph's son had never been blessed. And he wanted his father's blessing to be passed on. 
amen, before he left here. Amen. And he took him to see his father. Manassas was poised by his position as the firstborn of Joseph to inherit the birthright and have the greater blessing placed on him. You see, back then, the line of blessing always come from uh, come to the eldest. Amen. The firstborn received the inheritance. Amen. That's the way it done. And Manasseh was the firstborn. So the blessing that came on Joseph, all the way, going all the way back to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and every one of them, is supposed to have flowed right down to Manasseh. So he was in line. He was poised by his position as the firstborn to inherit the birthright and have the greater blessing placed upon him. But notice this. Manasseh had position, but his brother Ephraim had a purpose. Uh, you need to hear that. Hallelujah. Manasseh, he had a position. But his brother had a purpose. God help me here. Hallelujah. Amen. It don't make no difference what kind of position somebody is in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's those who's got a purpose of God in their life. Hallelujah. God knows how to work around those with position. That's why amen, a lot of us get so tied up trying to, trying to get a certain position. Hallelujah. Oh, if I can only land this position. If I can only get that position. You know, if I can do this or I can do that, things are going to improve. Hallelujah. You need to forget about position. Praise God. You need to get thinking about the purpose that God has for you. And when you begin to walk your life according to your purpose, that can't nothing stop you, slow you down. Well, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now. Thank God for purpose in our life. Woo. My Lord! Hallelujah. Some churches, as they grow, a lot of times they maybe get a, have somebody to help the pastor, and the pastor will appoint maybe an assistant pastor. And then everybody thinks, well, and then when the pastor moves on, the Lord calls him home or whatever, they, they, they say, well, you know, it's, all, it's only natural, so and so served. And Sister Pastor, he should step up. Wait a minute. What's the purpose of God? Hallelujah. What's the purpose of God? Hallelujah. I take issue. I take issue with men, amen, who's got position in the church, who think they need to set their sons up to fill their shoes when they're gone. Hallelujah! It might, it might, it might, it might be there. It might be their position, but what's the purpose of God? Listen to me. 
I'm trying to tell you something that should. I know it ain't being followed in, in, in every church. I understand it, but God wants it. Amen. To step back and take a look at the things. Wait, let me tell you something. Hallelujah. Amen. If, uh, if somebody's in the church, they may have served as assistant pastor. And if a pastor goes on, there might be somebody in the church. Amen. And they never got on the platform. They never let a song or done nothing. Maybe all he's been is a janitor or the grass cutter. But God has got a purpose in his life. And God wants to raise him up and elevate him. Oh, I wish you would hear what God is saying to the church. Nobody's got a right or nothing unless God gives the control and the go-ahead. Hallelujah. Forget about position. Only thing this position is for is that certain things get done. The blessing, listen to this, the blessing is always in the purpose. Hallelujah. The blessing is always in the purpose. Now, I, I, I could I could go in more detail on this, but I've, for the sake of time, I've got, I've got to go on. If God has placed His purpose in you, nothing can supersede that purpose. You may not have been given the best opportunities by man or by life in general, but God's plan cannot be thwarted. Did you hear that? Did you hear what the Lord spoke in my spirit and I wrote down? If God has placed His purpose in you, it don't make no difference if you male, female, black, white, red, green, yellow, speak language, Spanish, or whatever. That does not have anything to do with it. If God has placed His purpose in you, nothing. Look at somebody and say nothing. Nothing can supersede that purpose. You may not have been given the best opportunities by man or by life, but God's plan cannot be thwarted. Come on, give Him a hand clap of praise. Isaiah 14 and 24. The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purpose, so shall it stand. Hallelujah. What part do I play in that? Nothing. What part do you play in that? Nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. We all need to be concerned with the perfect will of God in our life and what His purpose is. We got we're the we're living example, folks. We all, every one of us, from the pastor on down, thought we knew what was going to happen with Christ Family Church. But we're here today in this place, in this building, and there came nobody in the house from the pastor on down could raise their hand and say, "I knew this is what's going to happen." Because what was we doing? 
we were looking over here. We were looking over there. We were doing this and we were doing that. Doing everything on our own. And you know what the, you know what the Lord was thinking? As I was running here and there and driving myself half batty down the wall and, uh, and, and, and we were uh, 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 writing out money galore to, to architects and, uh, and, uh, and, and codes people and, and, and civil engineers and everything else, clocking, clocking up thousands of dollars, 30, 32,000, around 35,000 or whatever. I imagine sometimes the Lord will look down and says, I wonder when them dummies are going to stop spending our money and start praying and asking for my purpose. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. This was God's purpose, not nobody else's. God ordained this. God purposed this. God planned it. And could nothing stop it. Because God said, I have thought it. I have planned it. And can't nobody stop it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know what? Nashville Metro codes couldn't stop us from coming here. They might stop us somewhere else. Because God didn't want us there. Hallelujah. He wasn't going to use us there. Hallelujah. You're in the place you are because God's gotten some for you that you still don't see and you don't know. But God said, Trust me. Hallelujah. 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 Joseph. Let me let me think here. Let me think here. Hallelujah. Brother Travis, come here. Hallelujah. Other young man back here, come up. Come here, man. Don't be looking back. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. 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 Come here for a minute. Hallelujah. Just stand right here. Okay, now. Daddy brought us two boys. To stand before his father. And there was something about, as a matter of fact, somebody got on that in that missionary conference. There's something about the right hand God always used. And he, Joseph, took his son and he placed him before his father. So that when his father reached out his hand, his right hand would automatically go to the eldest son. That's that's what the Scripture says he brought him. And now notice this. Remember I told you this is important. Remember this. The Bible said that his eyes were dim because of age and he could not see. He was sitting there, a blind man. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. But here was the one that the blessing was in. And he was imparting. He could not see. He was blind. But as he began to reach out his hand, 
to lay the blessing. And he went out. He crossed his hands. Why? He was blind. He, he couldn't see them boys standing there. But as he reached out, Brother Ricky, listen, this is powerful, folks. This is powerful. He crossed his hands and he laid his right hand on the younger one and the left one on the oldest one. Hallelujah. Thank you. Y'all can go sit down. I appreciate that. Hallelujah. Amen. And when Joseph knew what was going on, Joseph grabbed the hand of Jacob to pull his hand, right hand away, amen, from off of Ephraim because he knew what that meant. He knew there was going to be some power, some authority that was going to come from that right hand. There was going to be a blessing that nobody could get that wasn't touched by the right hand. Oh, my, 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 do you hear me today? Lord and God. Joseph said, wait a minute, Father. Wait a minute. Here, here's the eldest. And the blind man and the blind man says, I know. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God, I know. It was the Holy Spirit that guided that hand, even though he was blind and he could not see. My Lord. He crossed those hands. That's what I'm trying to tell somebody here. Amen. Today. Don't let a lack of position, of talent, of any other thing hinder you from your destiny, fulfilling your dreams. Hallelujah. Because if God has to, Brother Travis, he'll send a blind man your way. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory! I was in sin and darkness. Didn't think about God. On my way to a devil's hell. Everybody else had wrote me off. Oh, but here come God. Crossed in hands. Amen. And laid a blessing on me that I wasn't in line to get. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Do you hear? Oh, I wish you could feel what I'm feeling running through me right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't sell yourself short today. Hallelujah. Because God's got a way of crossing His hands. Do you hear what I'm saying? You may not be in the right position. You might not come up through the right set of circumstances. But that don't mean nothing with God. Hallelujah. If you yield your life to His purpose. Oh, hallelujah. Hmm, my Lord, my Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Psalms 138 and 8 says, The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thy own hands. The Lord will perfect. And everybody, you point to yourself. That concerns me. God's going to perfect it. He's going to shape it. He's going to cross His hands if He has to to make sure He perfects whatever needs perfecting in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. 
I got to talk to you briefly. My time has run out. I'm not going to cover all of it, but I want to talk briefly about the past won't dictate the future. The past won't dictate the future. There are many people who, because of past failures and defeats, decide to crawl up in a shell and give up on ever succeeding in any kind of ministry or work for God again. Satan constantly reminding you of how you fell on your face, embarrassed yourself, maybe your church or church family, maybe you embarrassed everybody, or maybe your efforts never seemed to accomplish anything. You've never had no victories. You've never had no growth. But here comes God again, crossing over His hands to bless you and to tell you your past doesn't have to dictate your future. Hallelujah! Maybe you ain't never had a victory. God says, all right, let me bless you. You're going to have one right now. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You've always fell on your face. Hallelujah. Don't worry about it. I'm across my hands. I'm going to lay the blessing on you. Hallelujah. And God, I'm going to put you in a place that you're going to start helping other people up that's fallen on their faces. Hallelujah. I want to go all the way down. To Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11 in the King James, New King James. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. This is, a, this is another one of my favorite Old Testament scriptures, Jeremiah 29 and 11. New King Version. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and of not evil, to give you a future and a hope. I cut my message short, but God is saying, He's talking to you today, and He's telling you, number one, to quit telling Him what He can and can't do for you. God's saying, quit, quit trying to tell me that, that you can't do this or you can't do that in my kingdom. Because of the past, because of circumstances, because of battles, whatever it may be. Hallelujah. God says, stop looking at your problem and concentrating how big your problem is. Start looking at your God and consecrate how big your God is. Hallelujah. We advice to live by, folks. Hallelujah. Quit looking at your circumstance and how big your circumstances is. Start looking at your God and see how big your God is. Is anything, can anything compare to Him? Hallelujah. I don't care how big your situation is. Is it bigger than God? No. There's nothing bigger than God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants to bless you. And He says, I'm willing to cross my hands to do it if I have to. Hallelujah. He says, just listen to me. Just follow me. Obey me. Let's all stand. Hallelujah.
know if anybody needs to come for